song that ends with a flourish of my last name is a classic in the pantheon of songs that theme song is a pantheon of the songs carl it's a winner it's a winner how, how did you inspire you to end the song with my name being sung like angels <laughs> well it's who we're watching the full-length movie with it just seemed apropos that's true we, we didn't want to stress the word let well no we want to stress the word let's. We are going to watch a movie yeah. with you. All of us together. All of us together. Carl and me, Mike. Our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. And let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. If you want to find us, you have to type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay? And then you'll find us. But we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl, what movie are we letting us watch... A uh, full-length movie on YouTube with my Spiegel and Carl today. That's so well said. Today we're watching Hail Caesar, 1994. Hail Caesar, 1994. That's C E A S A R. And you got to put in 1994, or you get some George Clooney trapped by some Cohen brothers. Yeah, we thing. we're not interested in George Clooney clap <laughs> thirsties. <laughs> Thirst so it's Hail Caesar 1994, okay. and I think you will only have one choice for publisher. Is it Out There Movies? Yes. Mm -hmm. Huh. I wonder how they got their name for their channel. I know. That's really out there. It's really, it's crazy. So, all right. We hope you typed in Hail Caesar 1994, the good Hail Caesar, not the one with George <laughs> Clooney, directed by the Coen brothers. We want, this right. is directed by someone else. And uh, it is Out There Movies. Click the link, hit pause, uh, back it up to zero, zero, zero. And I'm very pleased to have here in the studio tonight, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh, our countdown king, who is uh, going to count down until the countdown for us to count down here on Let Us Watch a Full Length Movie at YouTube. <laughs> nice to be going in redundancy, Carl. And uh, so go ahead. Uh, hi, Paul. Hey, guys. Good to see you, uh, Mike. And good to hear you, Carl. Always good to hear your voice. I hope to guest on your show sometime soon, and I'll count down for you. That would be wow. great. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be very uh, 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 appropriate. That would be very uh, arapapos. Paul's uh, podcast is called Edge of Insanity. You can find that as well or listen to us live on mutinyradio.fm where we stream every Sunday. Paul streams at noon. We stream at 2 Pacific uh, Standard Time and take care out there with those winds and the fires danger. Mm. Yeah. Not Arapaho. 
Not Arapahoe. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do this countdown from three, two, one, go. I'm very Lions. excited to see this. Lionsgate Home Entertainment presents. What is a Lionsgate? Can you just answer me that? Well, you better hope you have one if there's any lions. <laughs> Let that fucker out. <laughs> oh my god, I'd have been leaving my lions open range. Oh, you have free range lions? I do. They I keep them out. Well. I keep them out of the front yard. Ooh. Anthony Michael Hall directed this. Michael Anthony Anthony Michael Hall is probably best known as the kid in the first vacation, uh, as a yeah. John Hughes regular in the, the so-called uh, '80s movies of uh, John Hughes films, and he yep. was also a cast member of Saturday Night Live. And he's a working actor. He's Frank Gorshin. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is also a working actor. But so he yeah. this is like a vanity project. It looks like. Uh, I guess that's fair. You know, he had really reached a. He had gotten to a certain height, you know, and they wanted to um, continue to cast him in those kinds of movies, and he thought he would do something different, and he directed this film. It's the only film he ever directed. Oh, all right. And he also, is this him performing? It is, absolutely. This is a song that he wrote himself. I mean, stars get to this moment, and then they get taken down. Um, We're listening to a song called Love Is. No, What You Feel. Or it's love is. Love is. What you feel, I call it love. That's him singing. That's him singing. Yeah, love is. He wrote it. Wow, this is great. This is my ringtone now. Wait, I got a call. <laughs> love is something. But no, love, blah, 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 blah. Your song? mom is on the line. Your mom's on the line. What? <laughs> Now, this says like Lion's Gate production, but this was Showtime. This thing was a Showtime movie. Oh, so this was not released theatrically? You know, I'm unclear of that. There's not a lot of information here. It did come out May 11, 1994, but when it talks about box office, it says zero. It made zero. So I really think it went straight to Showtime. Wow, that's cool. This is like 1994. That's when the independent movie scenes were happening. Mm-hmm. This is the same year as Pulp Fiction. It is the same year as Pulp Fiction. I was going to get to that when we got to Samuel Jackson because... Well, I've seen... He speakers. was just... He was about to pop. I mean, Pulp Fiction was going to make him. Well, I, I have seen this movie several times. I believe it was on Showtime, or I believe I've seen it on HBO. During the 90s, you would have uh, multiple premium channels. You would have your East and your West and your two and your max and your comedy and your you know night HBO naughty bits and there was Cinemax Cinemax and there was one with an E I forget it was like e- epic I don't know yeah yeah mm, so something these, but they would have to fill in movies you know they had to plug in movies and I saw they Hail had Caesar to time. dozens of times and I, I'm not gonna I I, I want to just say this outright I recall Samuel Jackson having the same uh, goatee hairstyle sideburns that he had in Pulp Fiction. It and makes sense. his hair, he was wearing like a, he wears a, a mailman's hat because he's a postman, but he's not wearing the Jerry curled wig that he wears in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. So I think he just walked from one studio to the next. It's very, very possible. This was shot in Los Angeles. Oh wait, is Michael Anthony talking to us directly? Yeah, what he's saying is, 
Look, if you want to make it big in the music business, Julius Caesar. Like, you can't believe it, but it's true. It was no picnic being a kid named after a dead apple. I'll get it. It's another story. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, His parents were archaeologists. They both died, and they left him that Venus statue in the back. And that'll be our movie fart. So he's he's Batman because he's an orphan. Oh wait a minute! Something just yeah. happened. Oh wait! Uh, hang on a sec. Just another little glitch. I'm at four twenty-two. Okay, me twenty-three. Yeah, yeah, good. Okay, we're together. All right. The palace. So he's like Julius Caesar because his name is Julius yeah. Caesar, and I can't believe it either. Magruder, Julius Caesar Magruder. Magruder. So he's like Magruder, and then he's also <laughs> orphan, so he's like Batman. And he has the Venus de Milo, like Hudson Hawk. Oh, here's his band again. Right. But it's not going to be like Hudson Hawk. Hey, if you love the music from the opening credits, here's the opening scene with the music. Now, the drummer is not playing for real. uh, Anthony Michael Hall is. Here, let me latch up. You go ahead and give the minutiae of how their music is bad. Mm -hmm. What they're doing wrong as a fellow musician. Okay, so here is a dog who's going to be, like, ferocious to the mailman. But it's just not true. They're putting in sound effects of growling and stuff, you know. Uh, Here's Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, in this movie, he is, you know, he's Nick Fury. And in this movie is also Tony Stark, Iron Man. But they never have a scene together. The Internet wants to say this is their first pairing. But I don't agree. They don't have a scene together, so... Marvel Cinematic Universe would put them together almost every movie, right? But, um, okay, so he's on the lookout for the dog because he's been here before. So he was happy and carefree till he got to this house, and now he's all tense. You see his bald head that will soon be covered by a Jerry Carroll wig in the same year when he becomes a superstar because of Pulp Fiction. Before this, he wasn't a superstar at all, but he was, you know, a regular in movies. Hey, Carl, I'm back. Okay, great. Uh, he was in chair. Goodfellows in 1990. He was in Jungle Fever. That's yeah. the first time I ever paid Wait, attention to him. He was in Coming to America. He was in a lot of movies in the beginning. Amos and Andrew as a lead, you know? Yeah. He was that- in Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, like, you start off, you have uh, Coming to America, you have Jungle Fever. Uh, he was also, gosh. Oh, I don't think and, he's uh, in Coming to America. Casino. He's one, no, not okay. Casino. Uh, maybe Good the other fellas. one. He was one of the, uh, the bank robbers uh, that robbed the airplane. He was in Patriot Games. He was in True Romance. So he's right. a movie regular, but it wasn't until Pulp Fiction that he became his own movie star. And he's handled it really well. I mean, he's in mm-hmm. three of the biggest franchises I could think of off the bat. You got, uh, I don't know, um, Marvel, a Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars. That's enough to retire on, right there. Yeah, and I didn't like him in Star Wars because all I saw, you know, you're supposed to be in this other galaxy, right? Right. But no, that was Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, I see what you're okay, saying. So- Caesar has just gotten a letter that says, sorry, buddy, you flunked out of college. So he's going, okay, you know what this means? This means the band is the only thing in the world, the only thing in the world. And then he's like, except for my girlfriend, I have to go pick her up now. Oh, wow. The good thing he ran right to the camera. Otherwise, he would have hit it. <laughs> yeah, he's a director. 
Yeah, the doors. I am doing Russian jokes. Oh wow! Did he? Did Russian knock the door off? He, uh, the, no, the dog did. Oh right, the right. The dog right. attacked Sam. The Sam L. Jackson. I think the the worst Samuel Jackson movie I saw was The Spirit. I mean, he's he was fine, but that movie was just like off the scales bad. Uh-huh. I uh huh. I guess I don't know it. Believe it or not. Some good ones. Have you ever seen uh, what's it called? Uh, shit. Oh fuck! It has a different name, like Fifty First State, Project Fifty One, or something like that, where he's oh, a chemist. Uh, it has Meatloaf. It has Robbie Coltrane in it. It has uh, not Robbie Coltrane. It has one of the guys from Train Spotting in it. Uh, it's, it's well, pretty... that's in my queue because you told me about it. Yeah, it's in my Netflix I... queue, but it's not here yet. Formula Fifty One, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And I just saw him recently in a really good one. Oh, I just saw the, the new Shaft. I mentioned that on the show. I like that one. Yep. That's see, that's another franchise. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like Star Wars and. Uh... Okay, this is Bidwell. Okay. And he's an arms manufacturer, but he's a rich guy, and he's got lots of companies. And one of them is this pencil eraser factory. Uh-oh. Okay. That is so quirky. Yeah. Now, the pencil eraser factory has a secret project called Big Pink. You see, there's this uh, United Nations summit about world peace going on, and he's all upset. It's just to drive people like me out of business. And Big Pink is tied in to that... Uh, the summit they're going to supply the pencils and you know the erasers are on them and that'll be a plot point so are look, they going to be like poisonous my, erasers when you nibble on a pencil should eraser I just spoil it? yeah just spoil you just it. you already told yeah. it to me they're going to be explosives and so it's going to blow up the world peace conference you think wow this movie is okay. a bomb within a bomb <laughs> now here comes robert downey senior Oh, let's Robert take a listen. Senior opens the door. Hi there. He always wears a tuxedo. That's how you can tell it's his Robert Downey Jr.'s father. Not bad, you? Yeah, some funny walking. So what we missed is Bidwell hates the boyfriend. Hates him, hates him, hates him. Oh, I see. So wait, is, was that the butler? The one with the tuxedo? The butler was Robert Downey, Downey Sr., now, Robert Downey Sr. was a film director who's made some really good movies. Yeah. Some crazy yeah. fucking movies. Putin Swipe is We rise. saw one. Did we? Oh, no, we didn't. No, 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 we didn't see it. You told me about it, and I put it in my queue. It was Putney Swope. Putney Swope, yeah, that's a terrific it's film. It's good. And he's, he's made some really crazy films and some kind of dry films, and his son shows up in them. His son, when he was actually like a kid, was in a film where all the, men, all yep. the uh, actors acted like dogs. The plot of the story where they were uh, dogs, but they're human. Yeah, it, it was called Pound, and he was five years old, Robert Downey Jr., and he, that was his film debut, his acting debut. Look at that face. How low could you go? Ah, uh, little Bianca. Bianca. What's it called, Bianca? When the shit he just sprayed in his mouth? Yeah, you're right, right. Bianca Blast. Bianca Blast. We missed a whole not funny thing in which he broke an expensive one. I saw it. Invase, you're asking. All right, here comes some legs. Bobby Phillips, she is the daughter. Buffer, Buffer Bidwell. And she was in Showgirls. Oh, great. She gave, uh, she played Bruce in number four. Here's your coffee, Showgirls. 
No, she was one of the showgirls. But, I mean, that was her biggest role. She was in Married with Children. Showgirls was a couple of years from this, so, you know, it wasn't that far off. 95, yeah, next yeah, year. next year. This is like a warm-up. I mean, after that, she was, she was in Baywatch as a lifeguard. She was in... I mentioned it before, but she was in Matlock. I mean, she, she stopped. Right, guess, 92 is her last credit. You know, I saw her in Baywatch. Uh, she goes, you're welcome. It's delicious coffee. I always enjoy coming here, Barista number four. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. It was the most Now, what the director time. has shown us here is she's a selfish, stuck-up, snotty, rich girl. You know, get the door for me, please. You're late. Is it going to be like one of those things where his life breaks down and his girlfriend leaves him and his car? No, no. She gets him a it job won't. at the big pink yeah. dog penis factory. Yes, right, right. That, that is going to happen, yeah. So it's a, it's a dick joke, right, big pink? No. And so the girl we met in the beginning, of course, will be the real love interest at the end. Oh, she just spoiled everything. Look, she's like, get the door for me, please. Uh, she might not have said please. This is Los Angeles, right? Or the Valley or California. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. The Los Angeles area. Well, shooting. Hail Caesar, guests stay at the <laughs> Fleabag Hotel. Fleabag Hotel. <laughs> the most Anthony Hall will pay. Now, when he was in... Uh, Vacation, he was Michael Anthony Hall, and then he became Anthony Michael Hall. What? Really? Yeah, there's a little switcheroo. That's interesting. He was in some movie where he was a kid, and they're like some ramshackle kids. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, you know what? I'm going to just make that movie for next week. Cause, okay. All right, let me go. I'll, I'll find out what it is, and I'll let you know. It's like some uh, these kids are like car thieves, and like some crabby old man helps them out. It's a family picture. <laughs> All right. That'll be our movie next week. Yeah. Okay, so... It's on IMDb. Just... It's one of his earliest roles. Uh, oh, Piscopo is in a movie where he plays a doctor. Do you want to see that instead? Whatever you want. Oh, all right. Well, let's watch this well, movie, I guess, the and then I'll decide. There's our hook. You have to watch the whole movie with us, and then I'll tell you whether it's going to be Joe, Dr. Joe Piscopo. Or, or car stealing pubescent Anthony Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> I'm sorry, Julius. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. He's like, I love you. Okay. And she goes, I know. You can kiss me. <laughs> what is up with you? <laughs> what? So I heard, I heard a story about Anthony Michael Hall that he was offered the role in Full Metal Jacket and he actually turned That's it. exactly right. Yeah. And he turned it down to star in a movie, which I remember the movie trailer at the time, but I never saw, where I think he was mistaken for a spy, and he was on the run. He, he, he wanted to change his image, right? That would have been the perfect movie to become a serious actor. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't look, like, didn't look like fun to be on that set. I mean, you would have to be prepared for being in a Stanley Kubrick movie, but yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it would definitely uh, show some range. But... That was never meant to be. File in, you maggots. I could see Anthony Michael Hall not like wanting to deal with that. Right. You know, I, I, a little fun fact. His name is Brian in The Breakfast Club, his character. Uh -huh. and, and his character is also a brain. Here's a little trivia okay. for you. 
Brian is spelled B-R-I-A-N, while Brain is spelled B-R-A-I-N. Uh-huh. I think it was Another like... Another switcheroo. Yeah, it's like an anagram of what he is. Very deep movie. <laughs> and his father's vanity's license plate says E-M-C-2. Oh, very good. Yeah. Does, it, does it have the equal sign or... That is... What is it? Energy equals... Mass. Times the speed of light squared. Okay. Like, that means exploded. That reminds me of a okay, joke. So, so she was out with Buffer, and Buffer was like, see you at my party. And he's like, I can't go to the party. I promised I would rehearse. And then she, go, then she, then she turns into a grouchy, grouchy bitch. So then Anthony Michael Hall is now saying, I can't rehearse. I have to go to the party. And so we're having friction with the future girlfriend. Well, this is like our lives now in our 50s. Do we go to the party mm-hmm. or do we go to band practice? <laughs> yep. Oh, he's going to Snooty House. So Albert Einstein is fucking a prostitute doggy style, and he mm-hmm. looks down at a right. stamp trap, and it says E equals MC squared. Uh-huh. And Albert Einstein says, between thrusts, he says, hey, I know that. That's energy equals mass times uh, the speed of light squared. Speed of light squared. And the prostitute said, oh, really? The tattoo artist told me it was a Chinese word for serenity. <laughs> that's very good. Yeah, that's a classic Spiegelman. Classic Spiegelman. <laughs> well, that's a bonus joke because uh, our show is bereft of jokes. Uh, I'm going to the cut Oh, there he is. Downey Jr. So I saw a Robert Downey Sr. movie with uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, and her, his mom. In 83, it was called Mad Magazine Presents Up the Academy. And, uh, oh, yeah. And it was terrible. And we saw it on the big screen. And yeah. after the movie was released, Mad Magazine pulled their association from the movie and they cut all the scenes of a man wearing a Alfred E. Newman paper mache over his head <laughs> in a military outfit. They cut that in the beginning and the end and they changed it to Up the Academy, which you could find. If it was on YouTube, we would play it. It's not like I don't haven't looked. Uh, so basically, he's making himself like to be a low class ass. You know, he wants beer and he gets this martini or something and he spits it out. And okay, this is actually a funny scene with the gun. All right. Uh, it's the dad trying to uh, stay away what, from my what, daughter, kind of. Thing. What, sir? I don't like you. I've never liked you. And I'm never gonna like you. That's funny, sir. (laughs) Okay, kid. I'll get right to the point. I will give you $50,000 if... 50,000 bucks. You'll stay away from my daughter for the rest of your natural-born life. $50,000? $75,000. What? $100,000, $100,000, and that's my final one. Sold. Wait, here comes the gun. I'm serious. No, I'm nuts. I'm dead. He goes, I'd rather die. Oh, I get it. You're just testing me to see how much love I have for your daughter. Okay. <laughs> Let me just tell you something, Mr. Bidwell. Julius Caesar does not sell out. I love Buffer, and I will do anything for Buffer. If you're going to deprive me of that right, you may as well kill me. I'm dead. Kidding. Kidding. I'm dead. 
Kidding, sir. All right, that was the Can we talk joke. about this? I love in the, in the movie world where they shoot a gun inside a house and he's like, I'm just kidding. Can we talk about this? Okay, mm-hmm. now did you disperse a firearm in the interiors of your right. house? As if their ears aren't ringing right this second. As if your heart is not pulsating because you could have got mm-hmm. fucking shot even when the guy yeah, missed. Yeah, right. You know, he was this intending guy, to shoot you, and then he misses, and then you're like, all right, anyway, oh, come just on. Just kidding, just kidding. You, you kidder, you shot a live round at me, intending to hit me, and since you missed, we'll continue our conversation. You know his face, right? You mean that sound, paching, and the fact that nothing came out of the gun meant it was fake? <laughs> no, do you know his face? He's uh, been in a lot of things. Oh, uh, the dad? Yeah, his name's Nicholas Pryor. I never knew that until I was researching this. But she was, he was in The Happy Hooker. But he was in Gumball Rally, which I think is a favorite of yours. Yeah, I do like Gumball Rally. Oh, all right. Good for him, man. At least he's working. He was in Airplane. He was in Risky Business. He was in Falcon and the Snowman. I think he was like one of the, I think he was one of the businessmen who fucked a prostitute in Risky Business. <laughs> Maybe. All right. I can make what you Julius proud of me. is doing now, yeah, he's making a bet. If I can't, I'll disappear. Why you I'll gotta be so rude? Who's <laughs> I'm gonna marry that girl. Mar- bury her anyway. He's um. If he can make a hundred thousand dollars for Mr. Bidwell uh-huh. in whatever they said a month, uh huh, that'll be then, the best Christmas uh, ever. What? What? Best Christmas right. ever? Come on, it's a <laughs> it's a plot point. It's a plot point. This is the whole the act one is done uh, act one is launched now. He Grand is going to months. raise a hundred thousand uh, dollars or he'll That's never see. Well, you know what? I just want to say out of the blue, this sounds like an idea inspired by Mark Twain. The writings okay. of Mark Twain. Okay. You know, did you see that uh, screenplay credit? It says screenplay by some dude. Inspired by the uh, writing by Mark Twain. What story? I don't know. The $500,000 bet for if <laughs> then you get the girl story. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. The one oh, with yeah. the frogs. I remember that. It was like a raft and it was a fake funeral. It's been a while mm-hmm. since I read Mark Twain. Well, the the raft is all about Tom Sawyer. Huh? Okay, yesterday's Tom Sawyer or today's Cato Tom Kalen Sawyer? Kato Kalin sighting. On the left there is Kato Kalin from OJ fame. No shit. All right, let's see. Yup. See, he was acting. So wait a minute. This was after OJ or during OJ? It was right before. This film came out in May of '94, and in it was June of '94 that OJ did his murder allegedly. No. Whoa. So, so Kato, Kato was acting. He was acting in this. Hidden gem. He got the role. <laughs> Is he the one in the background there smiling? Yep. He's the one oh, the closest to Buffer. There and he look is. his face is covered. I, you can still tell it's Kato Kalin from the OJ trial. Yep. Yeah, there he is. That's He's getting his eyeball in. He's been smiling nonstop. Uh, hey, what's my... Uh, hey, uh, Tom Motivation. Green. Yeah. Wasn't he in he the goes, Tom Green look, movie? You guys have... He goes, do you guys have a black BMW? Because the guy's doing donuts. And he gets rid of him because he wants to talk to Buffer. It's a little funny. 
that was uncalled for. Didn't Anthony Michael Hall play uh, Freddy, uh, Freddy Got Fingers' boss? I don't remember. I, I do remember that film. I don't think you liked that film. I enjoyed it. Well, fair enough, but I, I forget if he was a boss or not. It was like a really weird scene. Maybe someone else. He is. He looks like a little pumpkin. Do you like his look? When I looked up um, these actors, I only looked up what were they doing just before and just after 94 so that I could put us in context of their career. Like Samuel L. Jackson was just about to hit. Yeah, well, Sam ja- Samuel L. Jackson has a lot of movies. I mean, I mean, he just kept going. The fact that he got this movie in while making Pulp Fiction is amazing. Well, I think this movie was probably gotten first, and I think that he was just a, just a regular a person who appeared in movies. I wouldn't call him a movie star, but right. And and also, it, uh, Pulp Fiction brought John Travolta back to life because he was nowhere. Yeah. Also, yeah, he had a lot of good movies. Ooh, maybe we could do one of his movies. He did it. He did a TV movie with uh, Robert Altman called The Dumbwaiter in nineteen eighty, I think, mm-hmm. or ninety. I'll look at so it. what oh, we're learning golf. now is that Bidwell has given Julius Caesar a job at the plant, the pencil, pencil eraser, eraser plant. plant, and the reason is so that they can keep an eye on him and make sure he never wins that bet. Huh. Terrible golfer. Oh, this is very romantic, I would imagine. The silhouette over the red. Yeah, it kind of doesn't jibe with the rest of the film because this uh, buffer is not nice to him throughout the whole film until the extreme end. Well, so she's very excited that they're betting over her. Right. That's her like character, you know. They're, you know, her character is, uh, you know, you're. You, the, the silhouette. The, the silhouette looked like the Facebook thumbs up between her necks. <laughs> good one good observation yeah these are protesters make love not erasers yeah oh because it's the war machine that makes it oh look at that quirky uh, play parking section please I have a boxcar <laughs> on my motorcycle with a dog Ross Perot uh, he was a real pencil lover pencil neck geek now here we have Frank Gorshin and he is the Riddler yeah so he no sir He's like a but, main, um, like above the title star. Really stinks. Movie. Stinks. N- not the job, sir. The, the smell has a certain of uh, aroma. Oh, yeah. <sighs> no offense. He's good. No, 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 no offense, no offense. Now, you'll get used to it. Look at me. I've been here for 20 years. 20 years. I've been here 20 years. You know how long I've been here? 20 years. How'd you know? <laughs> 20 years. You know, rubber must be running all through my veins. That's right. I'm sure of it. Because no matter what knocks me down, I just bounce right back. Scarlet, Frank. He's right good. <clears throat> yeah, he's good. Yeah, he, he got it in there. He must be in something else. I only know him as a Riddler. Isn't that crazy? I know he's been yeah. in a bunch of classic films and such. Well, he was like the bad guy. Not the bad guy, but he was in 12 Monkeys as a, as a doubter. Huh. Um he was in the Meteor Man as a drug lord. He's been all over films. You wouldn't wait. Meteor Man of, uh, Robert Townsend's movie. Uh, it was '93, so maybe yeah, yeah. it is. Uh-huh. Well, that's cool. And yeah, he so he's still working around now. And um, he was in 
Body Trouble. I don't know. I'm just going to say some names. I don't think you will have heard of them. Body yes. Trouble, The Hollywood Beach Murders, Sweet Justice, Amore, The Big Story. Well, he, yeah. I, it looks like he, he's been working throughout the 90s as well. I mean, if, if he was doing all those films during this yeah. time. Well, he started as a impressionist and a comedian, and he would always get booked on Tonight Show with Steve Allen and Ed Sullivan's show. Uh, so that's how he got to get the part of the Riddler. Well, because, all right, so you're talking about 50s, and then in the 60s, yeah. he got uh, booked in 66 as, a, as the Riddler. And then in the 90s, he's still appearing in these films. That's right. Yeah. He's born in 33, so that means he was in his early 20s when he was doing Steve Allen show and such. Gotcha. He liked that early. So he's probably a face we would know if we watched TV in the 50s. And he died in 2005. This is the Eraser Factory? That's right. And one somebody is getting fired so that he can get a job, and that's going to piss everyone off. Look who's getting fired. Paris? Now, she doesn't do any talking, so she's probably not SAG. <laughs> wow. Eraser head. Why couldn't they have just given her... Uh, okay, or thank you, and then she could get her SAG card. They fired the woman out of there so they could put the little uh, cinema in there? Yeah, well, it's a plot point so that they all hate him. Yeah, sausage party. Hey, come back. Wow, look at these guys. Are they just huddling around? What the fuck are they doing? Oh, they're working the line? Yeah, yeah they're they working the line. So... This whole gag here is he can't hear them because he has headphones in. And he makes one funny joke. Uh, I said, I'm on a kid. Check his joke no. out. They're not country. <laughs> you I said I'm going to kick your ass. They're not country. That's funny, right? What was it? What's that country? Well, look at him. He's like a, I don't know, like a kind of Jersey tough guy or something. And he's like, he's listening to the song. And he's pretending that he asked him who's playing. And he goes, oh, you wouldn't know him. He's not country. Oh, I got you. That's, that is pretty biting. Well, in this film, you've got to take a gem, even if it's mediocre, because... Okay, look at this fake special effect when they flip him over. They're going to flip him over? This is, real, uh, this, is, this is what happens to the Joker, right? He falls into a vat of uh, acid. Yeah. Oh, look at that. They got his feet upside down. Yeah, that looks totally like a bag, a bag of sand. Oh, wow! I say off screen. Ew. The director did that? That, pe pe uh, it's the rubber runoff from the pencil they would have eraser. to. So he's orange. So he contaminated all the erasers. All future erasers. No, it was the, the waste part of it. Oh, the waste. Oh, all right. Yeah, that looked so like fun. All, there's Samuel L. Jackson once again. See, this dog is not a ferocious dog. They just put in sound effects. Growling. Oh, wow. What happened to you? Do you see his, his yelling, right? It's yeah. foreshadowing of Pulp Fiction. I guess, uh, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going to appear in this scene and get the hell out of here. I, my lines are almost done, and I'm done. I'll see myself out. Yeah, let me see myself out. <laughs> so now they're learning that he works in the pencil eraser factory now, and she's extremely disappointed. You know, your band is supposed to be the most important thing. Now you've made a bet for a person. That's the most sexist thing I've ever heard. It's offensive and disgusting. 
Also, Eraser was a terrible Schwarzenegger movie. I mean, if you were a Terminator, yeah. that would have been cooler. If you worked at the Terminator <laughs> factory. Yeah, if you respect. worked at the Terminator factory. Even if you worked at a, a, a Let's Go to Mars, what was happening factory. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's all covered in goo. Meanwhile, at the pencil factory. Yeah, there's this one scene, we missed it, where Frank Gorshin, he goes, fill out these forms and we'll get you started. And so Anthony Michael Hall goes, do you have a pen? And he's like, ha, 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 we only have pencils around here. That's a classic uh, Razor uh, Factory boss humor. Now, what's going on here is a terrible scene. It's one of those scenes in which people act they don't act like human beings act. It makes no sense. Is he and I blame Anthony Michael Hall. He's you know what's in that file? No. What's in the big pink file, Mr. Stewart? I don't know. Because I couldn't get into it. It's because it was encoded. Because it was password protected. Password protected. Because... Oh, in 1994, that's tough. You don't know what the password could be. It could be one, two, three, four, five, or it could be password. Well, I'll have. So he said he did tests on the new erasers, and they're not erasers at all. They're plastic explosives. What the fuck's going on? And he goes, "What's big pink? It's an encoded file. I can't see." I am the manager here. I need to know. Tell me what's in the erasers, henchmen. Yeah, what's in the big pink file? That's what there's... Now the Riddler's asking after. questions. This is pretty intriguing. Ah, yeah. yeah. He's asking a riddle. So funny. If I was Batman, I would probably throw a batarang at Riddler by the time he says, riddle me this. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, it's like, riddle me, and I'll be like, swang. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> tell me where the fuck you're going to tell me, or I'm going to keep this ba- batarang in your ass. That's what I was saying. Batman, Batman had always been campy and cartoony until that uh, Batman Begins movie, until that trilogy with... Uh, you know, uh, Batman, uh, when he began, he would shoot people all the time. He'd be like, oh, yeah. oh I know one solution, I'll shoot you. I'm the master <laughs> detective. Look out, Batman, no problem. Bang. Right that bang. He lights houses yeah, right on fires. <laughs> the gag is coming. It's all right, this explosive will kill them. <laughs> Okay, right. now Remington goes, look in here, and crack! Oh no, Gorshin's out. He killed him. He gore Gorshin. Yup. Yeah, he franked him. He, he killed him. Riddler me not. You know his name is like Edward, uh, and then Enigma, Enigma or something like that, so his first initial and last name spells Enigma. How's I that? I did not know that. I think he was born to that name. These comics don't make any sense. So oh. Frank Gorshin, the plant manager, used to be an alcoholic, apparently. So he's pouring alcohol all over him. He's going to have him disappear. Right. He's going to tell his wife. He relapsed. He poured a whiskey on himself and shot himself at a distance. Right. Wow. Look at him. They must be Committed pissed. You killed the girl. You got the girl fired. You killed their boss. Wow, this is like the worst job ever. Now, we're, he's 
supposed to be very funny here is he's turning this into like a union rally, trying to get them on their side. We need better pay and better health care. That is really well written. You think that was a Mark Twain joke? I like how that one guy does not have a helmet. Just asking for trouble. I think what they're trying to do is highlight him because he's the dialogue guy. What's the dialogue guy? Guy who talks. Everyone he's else so... goes, yeah! <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> now, the internet complains there's a continuity error here because he goes, say hello to my little friend, and it's smoky. But later, he's covered in this stuff, which isn't the same stuff. Someone is trying to pry open the latch. Why don't you keep talking? This is uh, our funny, funny joke. So now what's going to happen is Anthony Michael Hall is going to be offered to become the new plant manager because the old one has disappeared. And uh, it's all his ploy to keep him from winning the bet by keeping him poor and under his thumb. Which is hilarious, right? What else can I tell you here? Boring stuff. Cinematography by Adam Kane, produced by Barry L. Kohler and Stephen Paul, written by Robin Mittenhall, edited by Jack Turner. It's all boring. This whole film is bad and not funny, and people don't talk like real humans do. There's some funny stuff here. He goes, how do you think I got to be... The only funny joke here, he goes, how do you think I got to be plant manager? And he goes... By kicking Mr. Bit, kissing Mr. Bidwell's, and of course he's going to say ass, and he interrupts him. Here it is. No, not fired. Fired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> contraire, Pierre. Yeah. Let me ask you something. I think he meant au contraire. How do you think I've gotten to where I am? By kissing Mr. Bidwell's, by spotting talented. <laughs> See, that was a little funny, right? By kissing Mr. Bidwell's ass by spotting talented management potential. It's our funniest gag in the whole thing. It's kind of not believable how this guy will just murder people. But he will. As a matter of fact, he's even going to blow up the whole plant. I, I'm back. What He's dressed as the mummy, and there's like pancakes on some guy's plate? I, <laughs> I must have missed something. So he was down on the floor, and he had the fire extinguisher, right? Right. And the guys turned it on him, and he got covered. Oh, so you better go in the lake and wash all that white crud off of you. That's right. I and now he's getting promoted to be the, uh, the manager of the plant because our other managers disappeared. Do you uh, did you ever see the movie Black Sheep with David Spade and uh, Chris Farley? Probably, probably. David Spade gets sprayed by fire one? extinguishers. Uh, yeah. these, these country hicks spray him, and he goes over to Chris Farley, and Chris Farley goes, "You better go into the lake and wash all that white crud off of you." And Farley right? says, "Oh, I discovered white crud. I'm a millionaire." <laughs> and, okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't say white crud. I said white mud. It's a great movie. I should teach that le- that that in uh, screenwriting Don't class. School? Here's what not to do. 
So uh, I missed everything. I appreciate you holding the fort. It sounded great. Okay, so what it was, Buffer is now complaining. What is your plant manager up to? Because he is promoted my boyfriend to be manager of the plant. Now I never see him. I'm so bored. So oh, she, daddy's like, like, sweet, my plan worked. Yeah. And I, now he's got a second part of his plan. He's invited over a squash instructor who is just a hunk. This is the part where his father says, I don't want to be so rude. Oh, he's introducing Kato. <laughs> Going into the K-hole. Hello, what charm. What it is, it's another Kato-type person. But oh, this is not Kato. This is a Kato-type. Kato didn't even get the Kato role. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, back at the morgue. Oh, yeah, there's the... Well, uh, they've discovered, yeah, the Riddler. Oh, man. I couldn't believe Frank Gorshin took his shoes off before he died. We don't know that that's him, really. It could be a bottle body dummy. No, they Double. took the 70-year-old Frank Gorshin and wrapped him up mm-hmm. and... Uh, Wheeled them away. Those if, were very young-looking toes. Their nails listen, didn't need clipping. If you listen carefully, you'll hear, uh, Wee! That's when you know you're trouble. As a mortuary uh, undertaker, when you're uh-huh. moving around the... the <laughs> wee! My name is Buck. I like to... <laughs> help, help. What? You're trapped inside the coffin? I ejaculated. I don't have any tissues. Okay, so now he's giving his friends in the band a tour of the plant as manager. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And he goes, he's just kidding. He loves me. <laughs> what is he, like the lead singer of Devo? I work in the racer factory. <laughs> uh, There's a Madonna poster. Yeah, that's not work appropriate. Two things we don't talk about at work. Religion and Madonna. And there is Madonna often in religion, if you're Roman Catholic. Oh, yeah, that's true. So there's double next. So now for the first time, the Russian ends up being worth some value because he knows about computers. Right now he learns there's free long distance, so he's going to call his mother in Russia. This movie is 94. What is Internet? I know I will fix the Internet for you. Now I'll be like, oh, Russia, you, know, you stay away from the internet. When he lived in Russia, he like worked at a meat plant. So therefore, meat, meat, erases, what is different? I teach you. That's good. They're lucky to have him. <laughs> wow, where did he shoot this at his doctor's office? They shot it at the... <laughs> it says first aid, but that's because it's a, you know, a plant. It's uh, Oh, it right, they're in a plant. It's just like some acting school. He's like, I gotta shoot something in your nurse's office. It's been 20 days since our last erase somebody accident. Oh, when oh someone gets God. erased? What kind of accident would you get at the eraser factory? They're, actually, that's just trying me trying to be a badger. She goes, he goes, actually, I don't do anything. Like, you're not running this company, and... She's like, obviously, that's part of the bet. They're trying to keep you down. They're trying to watch you. You know, this is like, the elephant in the room is that they might make erasers, but they don't make the pencils, right? Right, they don't. So it doesn't make any sense. The pencils come in and they 
The so pencils come in. So I make yeah. these pencils, and it cost me a million dollars to make these pencils. I send these million dollar pencils to him to <laughs> yeah. add little erasers on my million dollars worth of right. equipment. And then he gives it back to me, or then he sells it. What's up with that? Well, he must distribute it because they have a deal to supply the pencils to the UN. So it must be, yes, that he. <sighs> I'm going to go out here on a limb. I would probably cut out the middleman and acquire my own eraser factory and incorporate it within the factory that makes the pencils, right? Wow, you sound like China. Yeah, or maybe I'll just ship out to China. I'll have China do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, this is back when jobs like eraser factories were still around. Yep. Have you seen Eraserhead? It's really hard to say Eraser Factory watching a movie without acknowledging the original. Eraser I've had, I've seen Eraserhead, and I have seen uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Eraser, and I have seen <laughs> what, what other Eraser movies have you seen? 1994. <laughs> I saw Eurasia, and that was kind of like Eraser. Yeah, Eraser in concert. That's how I pronounce Eraser. I saw that movie, Go Eraser. Go Eraser. Speed Eraser. Go Eraser, go. That is, I like that one. Yeah, and and other movies. I remember there was that movie in which like A Racer and B Racer and C Racer. They all were like racing against E Racer, and he won. I saw that horror movie, the the Eraser. Uh huh. Don't use a pencil. Don't make a mistake. Eraser. Huh? I, I would see that. So they're still in this uh, office. Jesus. Well, you know, he's like, you can help me run the company with all your information. And he goes, he goes, don't, you know, she, he pleads and she's like, don't look at me with those puppy dog eyes. So here's his puppy dog eyes because he's so funny. Okay. Oh, Oh, no. First, what he's going to do is pitch them. Naked woman. What is every. Besides naked woman flat. (laughs) We need to record a demo. How are we going to do that, Julius? Now listen. It sounds like they're playing back the demo in the background. We can record the demo. With the advance money from the record deal, I can win the bet. What do you say? Act two. That's right. Oh, this guy. Okay, puppy dog eyes. Puppy dog eyes. Please. Oh, quit looking at me with those little puppy dog eyes. You make me want to puke. Okay, I don't think it's going to work, but if it'll get you to practice every day. Please, please, please. We'll do it. Woo, yay! Yay! Another idea inspired by Mark Twain, the Connecticut asshole drummer who just shows up late for rehearsal. <laughs> so now they're making a demo so that they can get a record deal. Oh, right. This is where this is the whole point of the movie is for him to sing on stage. Look how he's not playing. You keep saying that. So wait, are they in the studio or are they live now? Right the second they're live at some party and they're making some money, you know, and they're they're opening for the Brady pouring Bunch all their kids. money. In, you see the joke? Oh yeah, it's a Quintero. Oh, it's a little birthday party, and they're rocking out. But the joke is, it's not appropriate for these little kids, and 
Uh oh. Oh, is this We're a montage? A rocky montage. Yeah. Here's how you work a company. Here's how you make oh, a demo. Capital. Here's how you shop a demo. This is what I did with your your demo. Yeah, of a full length movie. I walked into YouTube. the I walked into Capitol Records, and I had <laughs> a It's not a market for this. The market is. Look, he's going. He's trying to make the devil horns, and they didn't do it right. Look, he's not playing. Are they getting kicked out? Yeah, he's. We'll see a montage of him going into buildings and then getting kicked out. Right now, he's just frustrated. What's the other famous music? Check out my demo. Hi, can I make you pay for a CD that I burn? What? It's, Why not? It's a tape. They're tapes. They're tapes. Hey, they're in a paper uh, a CD holder. Come on. It's a plastic jewel case. Come on. Take my demo. Have a free tape. Excuse me, sir. It's going into another... Did you A&M enjoy your, your, your uh, supermarket experience at Safeway? Well, that's great. Hey, can you check out my demo? It's on, I burned it on CD. It's a CDR. It's in a jewel case. It's $2. It's a mixtape. It's three of my songs. Mm-hmm. I just mixed them up, so you won't even know the order. <laughs> it starts with goodbye. I'll see ya. And then... Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Jack Warner is like coming coming out of his grave. No, they thought he was like actually Anthony Michael Hall. No, I'm doing this for a movie. I'm in character. Get out of the Warner Brothers lot. But he will get into one person's office, the office of Robert Downey Jr. Oh, he's like, how long was my father's cameo? Mine needs to be longer. Oh, wacky Los Angeles. This is what you see in Los Angeles. Here you go. Connected and Check out my no demo. Sense. I don't want your demo. Yeah, I see. You. I'm performing outside that Hollywood High School mural. This is like, this is cool. It's shot in Los Angeles. He didn't have to go far to make this movie. That's right. Robert Downey Jr. was in Anthony was in Weird Science with Anthony and Michael Hall and Johnny B. Goody, uh That's right. And Saturday Night Live. Yeah, they were, that's right. They were on the cast, same cast. And uh, have you ever seen Johnny B. Good? Yeah. You have. Yeah, I saw, saw it in the theater two times, and I thought it was good. You saw time. that movie in the theater twice. What happened? Yeah. I saw it once with one girl and then went to see it with another girl. <laughs> Is it because you need to see uh, football players prance around to get an erection? It was more about whatever you want to do, girl. You know it, baby. No, minute, I didn't see this. Let's do it. Wait a minute. So how long did this movie play in theaters? Was this date like within three days? No, or was... it was the next day. It was the next day. It played so like this. Got planes with one girl. Yeah. Yeah, for three weeks. <laughs> now, uh, Anthony Michael Hall is godfather of Robert Downey Jr.'s son, which is interesting. But I thought the most interesting thing is Robert Downey Jr. named this kid Indigo Faulkner Downey. Indigo. Indigo uh, that's a okay first name. Oh, is it? 
Right. Well, it's like any... Is your name uh, short for Indiana? You'd be like, no, dummy, Indigo. Indigo. Hey, Indy. So I just wonder why it wasn't Robert Downey Jr. the third. Robert Downey the third. Why not? You got the legacy. You Do are it. still the nobody. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I have no idea. He's always kept a Downey Jr. He's never, well, his, his father, I believe, is still alive. Uh-huh. Might have passed away, but I'm not sure, to be honest. I should know. He goes, would you like a water? We have this flavor, this flavor, this flavor. And he goes, I like regular. Regular water? Get out of here, you Lewis Black. <laughs> you cut a commentary. Regular's good, and I can do regular. That's what I need in my office is a mini fridge. That way my waters are cold, and I don't have to walk through the office kitchen. Right. I'm not going to the break room. I'm not going to the break room? Fuck no. I want a mini fridge in my office. So Robert Downey Jr.'s heard his tape, and he's like, you're the greatest thing ever. You need a deal. I'm thinking nine things. That's and he a... goes through the nine things. Oh, let's hear. So the good news is that Robert Downey Jr. wants to represent him, to represent Julius Caesar. The bad news is his name is Mark right. Anthony. Magruder! Magruder! I can't believe what I'm seeing here. What, what are you seeing, Mort? I'm thinking nine things. You. Do you have any idea what it's like to sit in this chair day after day, night after night, morning after morning, trying desperately to be a creative catalyst in a town brimming with erotic non-talent nitwits? Oh, this Must is... Must be tough. This, take that, Hollywood. Hollywood music industry, am I right? They're almost worse as the Hollywood not music industry. And then you come in here with that music. That, how would you describe that music? It's really weird. It's very overproduced and like, yeah. it's not funky, but it's not like uh, arid, you know, it's, it isn't cold synth music, and it isn't, like, soulful. I just wonder if Anthony Michael Hall had a vision like, this is how I can become both a rock star and a movie star. Well, that's why I call this a vanity project, because it, it shows yeah. off his many myriads of talents. I'm not, I'm not saying the yep. guy's not talented. I, I, like, I like him a lot, and I know he acts and stuff still, but it's like... This is really strange that his he directed a movie of him playing music. I like Johnny B. Good. I think is responsible for this movie because was, the formula was he was like he had a dream and he got it. Yeah, right. And this movie is about a kid has a dream. He's a kid. Oh, it's punk. like I'm writing down a piece of number on this paper. Oh, another thing we should mention this is, is that he, he represents a generation, right? Isn't he like a slacker Generation X guy from 94? Uh, no, he was always like, he's the nerd, he's somehow under, and he Bill Murray's his way to the, with his self-confidence. He, that was, he wasn't really, uh, he was in a bunch of like youth films, it's true, but he, it wasn't like a, sci a thing of the generation, uh, I don't think he really represented. I don't think the '90s banded together like we're a youth or movement. You right. Know? I don't think this movie is a youth movie. 
either, even though he is a young guy who's trying to start a life with his love and, you know. So there was a funny joke we missed. They went through these nine things and uh-huh. he only listed eight. And he goes, what's the ninth? And then Anthony Michael Hall starts guessing, like, you know, a world tour. <laughs> then he gets to this point, he goes, total creative freedom. And Robert Downey Jr. goes, no! <laughs> oh, he missed it, huh? Yeah, we missed it. That's okay. Was it so, so the, funny? I mean, it's just like one of the most funniest things in this movie. So wait, this is Mort's office? Well, it's funny because he's on the... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is on the poster. But is, yeah, he, is he in anything else? It's just the same, right? At the way end, he has a comeback. See, what we're learning right now is he's not really a record executive. He lit, He works in the mailroom. It's another uh, dead end. How much do we have now, Vlad? Oh, that is just so quirky. Yeah. That's the second mailman. Why, why does Anthony Michael Hall hate mailman? <laughs> That's so weird. Okay, he's no longer the mailman. He quit his job to get away from this dog, who's really a very nice dog. We haven't seen and you then Sorry about that, he went to work for the water or, company. Uh, All right, so this is the scene I've always seen. Look, he's... So it, I wanted to be on the where it's safe. First day back, I still think he just, like, he was working on Pulp Fiction while he just came in to do this movie. Yeah, you might be right. Except that this came out in May of 94, and movies are made ahead of their release. Oh, I see, yeah. But if he's here when I come back tomorrow, I turn him into Korean barbecue. And that's number one with a bullet. Okay, thank he's wearing the same yellow safety hat that the Eraser Factory has. That's just because of the budget. <laughs> <laughs> so now he works for the water company, and the first day he got a job to dig up their front lawn because there was some problem. Um, you know, how ironic. Does he find gold? Is there now oil? we're having a... Du- What's that? Is there oil in his front yard in Pasadena? Uh, no, it's, there's some problem with the sewer, so they have to dig down there. But uh, their digging down there will lead to the movie fart. This is when the chuds so show he's up. Discovered, he's discovered the file Big Pink, Okay. And every password he tries to figure out, what could it be? It's always classified. Can I do the sound effect? Click, 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 enter password. Click, 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 enter. Beep, 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 password denied. That's right. That's right. Encrypted file, it says. Encrypted. computers didn't do back then. Uh, but it, do, you, do they fall in love at the end, or does he... No, he finds the other woman, you said. Right, right. What he has is... It's perfect for the movie rule. This does break some movie rules, but it's perfect for the movie rule, because he's supposed to be offered a sure thing, what his character wanted all along through the whole movie. And then he has to turn that down for something, you know, that he's learned. Like, he's really in love with the other girl. That is really good. <laughs> so Danny's plan's working, totally distracted by the squash instructor here. Uh-huh. Wait, what's going on? They're at a shooting range? Well, it's, 
skeet shooting and really we're ex- expositioning the plot that like believe it or not he's you know Julius is distracted he's actually a good plant manager if you can believe that he's impressing us but I don't care and they're they've decided gosh I don't know exactly why but they're going to kill him oh. uh, not, not yet he's got to discover big pink he doesn't let them know let's listen because it's just all right exposition picked out of him this never would have happened we put him in the manager. What? We put him in the manager's office so that no one would get any wiser about Big Pink. And it's he's, worth. He's holding an oversized toothbrush. For next week, and we'll be ready. Oh no, oh, that's, that's, that's that a. This is all over. You, you flick it. Go back to just being manager. Oh, I thought he was going to do a demonstration to children on how to brush their teeth. There we go. Skeet. You're probably used to the machine that launches them. actually turned out to be a fairly manager. Put in that fart to wit. It's like a yuppie. Up, and he has cut expenses by 10%. Oh, who cares? Come on, Places Patrick Bateman right from American Psycho. More Just skeet the skeet. <laughs> Pull. Last time you saw him around here, sir. Buffer's practically forgotten about him. And if you lose the bet, so what? All you were betting was that he could continue. Ah, terrible caller. <laughs> Frank Bad Garcia's, guy. Yeah. Just a, yeah, the guy sure is oily. Guy, Oh. Now he's practicing his proposal to Buffer. Oh. He's pretending to be Elvis. Buffer, I'm reminded of you when I wait for Facebook to load up on my browser. <laughs> You've become a verb. You're buffering, Buffer. How thoughts of you appear throughout a Netflix screaming show. As it buffers. He's actually singing now as Elvis, and when he does this howl thing, the dog howls. Oh, Buffer, it's you and me together. Wow. Well, that's because the director grabbed the dog's balls after the seven take to get the dog to hell. That's another weird thing during the 90s is that Elvis had a weird obsession after his death. In the 80s, it's like, Elvis is not dead. Right. And in the 90s, is like, I'm Quentin Tarantino, and I'm an Elvis impersonator on the Golden Girls. Elvis is cool. <laughs> Look at all the candles all around her, right? Like, that's just at your house. You know, you light I all the I do that candles. all the time. Yeah. Basically, what we're doing here is learning that she's the forlorn, jilted, I wouldn't say lover. He doesn't know. She only, ha- she only has candles because PG&E uh, blacked out the lights. Because <laughs> they didn't pay. No, they're black because if there's a strong winds in the Bay Area and there's power lines that are managed by the private company PG&E, last couple of bad storms, the, the power lines get thrown and causes a fire, uh, forest fire. So uh-huh. they have to turn off the electricity uh, to prevent during the storms any electrical wires getting uh, broken and, and causing a fire. Understood. So there's like a black rolling blackouts around here. Which, that must uh, not be convenient. Yeah, it's not even convenient. Well, there's there's a lot of concern around the area right now, so this is just kind of a thing that's happening. And you know what? Uh, hey, you know what you and uh, California right now have in common? <laughs> what? You both are gonna have a blackout later tonight. 
Plus, I got a blackout. blackout? Yeah, because I was trying to make a joke that you were. Well, it is very rainy and windy here. Oh, yeah. Over in New Jersey. Okay, so Anthony Michael Hall has snuck in to look up what's going on with this big pink. Maybe the file's not encrypted on his Bidwell's laptop, and Bidwell's just caught him red-handed. Get out. Get out of my house. So now oh. Bidwell knows that Anthony Michael Hall knows about Big Pink. Oh, so they have to dispose so he's of him. order him killed. So this is that guy's house? I thought it was at the Michael Anthony Michael Hall cave underneath the house. Where, <laughs> like a bat cave? Yeah, like the bat cave. It's the Anthony Michael Hall cave. So now he's telling his goon, kill him. Kill. Blow up the plant and blow him up with it. For some reason, they're going to blow up the plant. Wait a minute. What about the bet? That's cheating to kill him before. That the... is totally cheating. And also, why would you blow up the plant? Because those erasers are destined for the UN. That was the whole thing. How are you going to collect on the bet if you kill the guy? Huh? No, he's not going to collect. He's, he says it, it. It doesn't matter the bet anymore. It's too. You know, if he he's it threatening us. to me. He I paid money for this bet. Uh-huh. I represent the estate of Mark Twain, and we want to make sure the idea that you delightfully got inspired by is at least executed well, re-executed. Oh, how many people live in this universe? Four people, right? <laughs> Here's one of the seven characters in the movie. He's got his gun for the for dog. For the dog. Time to dig for the water company. Uh oh. Now he's going to start bemoaning the fact that he, you know, four years of college down the drain. I gave up a good job as postman, blah, blah, all this He did stuff. give up a good job at the post office. I, I agree with him. Hey, buddy. Uh-oh. Hey, dog. Wait a minute. Do you work here? Sir? Come back here. I commend you as director, writer, and... Oh. Julius? Larry. Well, look at that camera work. It moved one direction and then the next, and there they are. <laughs> he didn't do the cinematography. So basically, he's asking the wrong question. What's in the lab, the research lab? Nothing, storage. Who is that guy? <laughs> How come we're having all these deliveries of nitroglycerin? It doesn't make sense. Right. And then... Uh, Rothwell or whatever his name was is is going to go he, he goes what's Big Pink he's going to go you figured it out this was our test if you found Big Pink we're going to give you a big bonus and you'll win the bet wow oh, yeah, <laughs> but it's all do. a ploy to get him to stay there while he blows up the plant that's pretty psychotic this whole plot yep. It's not believable that this guy is like a murderer well, cause what's with the, no conscience. What's the best case scenario for this movie? There's no explosion. The criminals get arrested, and they get married, and they fall in love and get married, even though he put his <laughs> father away, her father away. Mm-hmm. It's never gonna happen. He's gonna get his father in jail. Thanks to me, your dad's in jail. <laughs> You're you marry welcome. Me? Marry me. Big Pink is nothing. It's a dummy file we purposely put on the computer, knowing that if you found it, you mastered your job. Congratulations, buddy. (laughs) 
That's a matrix talking. Are you gaslighting me? I don't know. It's 1994 and I haven't used that phrase that much. <laughs> wow, look at that this little thing between them. That is some direction. Once again, though, they're talking in a non-believable way. Like he says his line, and then right. Anthony Michael Hall says his line. It's just not believable. Hey, hold on that in SNL, you know. Budget and, uh, well, maybe you could... Uh, no, no, I could do it. I don't want to tell you. No, tell me. Ah, you don't want to know. No, I do want to know. All right. Cut all right, that shit exactly. out. exactly. Wow, so now he's got it, so he's going to be there in the office late, working on this thing while he goes and gets his check. What a guy. But he's not a fool. Look at Anthony Michael Hall. I know. He knows puppy. he's being set up for something. It's not puppy dog eyes at all. It's like puppy kill eyes. Now, it was night a second ago, and now it's day. Nonsensical. Yeah, they just keep coming back to Samuel Jackson, who... Uh, Quit this his job the because of like, the neighborhood. Four years of college. He quit a job because the neighborhood had this shitty dog, and then he gets a job by the shitty dog. But he brought a gun. I know that's really weird. But look, uh, who's on the gun? Dog has the gun. Oh no! I quit. I quit. Retire. See, I think he just took the wig off from from uh, Pulp yeah, Fiction and showed up here. Where's his eye patch? <laughs> this later. That's when he meets uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, there we go. What color is my Anthony Michael Hall's hair again? Um. Well, I want to say blonde, but he said it was um, mellow yellow. That's what he calls it, mellow yellow. It definitely is unique, for sure. Looks like a brain, the way the curls are like. Right, right. He's probably, like, it's a substitute, like a guy with a little one but gets a big car. Yeah. A guy with no brain. He, if I make my hair look like a brain, people will think I'm smart. Kids will respect me. I just need 40 minutes of their time. Now Bidwell gets the news. Everything's set for tonight. The place is going to blow up. <laughs> what about the protesters? Would they die in a fiery explosion at the Well, they're factory? not there at night. Oh, they don't protest when the factory is closed? <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's interesting. Look at the little booze by the window. Yeah. They shot this in a trailer. Like we used to have that tequila. There's amaretto. Fuck, and they all have the little spouts in there? Like they stole it from a bar? Oh, I, I, I stole Tito's with a spout from a bar. I, I own a spout now. How'd you steal it? I went to an open mic uh, in the city, and they like put up their friends before others, and it really pissed me off because now it's going to be like two people left because everybody leaves. Right. So I said, fuck this to myself. I went upstairs and I pretended to sit at the bar and I reached over and got the Tito's and I put it, it was winter. So I put it under my jacket and then I got up and sort of, you know, rubbed my nose and <laughs> turn around. Where's your restroom? And then I ducked out of the place. 
And so I went home with an open bottle in my car. Wow, that's cool. With a spout. And you put it in your car? You had an open container? I just want to know for the record. I did. And the thing is, it was one of the first times I ever, like, was angry at something. So I just decided to be a badass. I mean, you should still go and steal, swipe a bottle of Tito's vodka from... (laughs) So you never did just... just you never did the set. I never did the set. No, I was going to be like three people there, and they didn't care about me. And you, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to see if my jokes worked. I wasn't in there for my health. Wow, so, that's funny. So well, one you, bottle of Tito's richer. And did you ever go back to that room, or you were done? Uh no, no. I don't even remember. Yeah. I went to Bad's Lava website, uh, and this was like 2015 or or early 2016, I had just started, and I was just trying to find places. I hadn't right. discovered that Jersey was worth anything yet. I, so I, was I know in Manhattan. I've been. I have. I've communicated with Slava. He's a. He's a good guy. My. I had a yeah. showcase for a long time, and it was listed as an open mic on his show. Uh-huh. And I would have these people show up, like waiting for the list, and I say, "This is a showcase. I already booked in advance." And it's like, "Well, it's on bad Slava." So I. T- I talked to the guy, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think I kind of kept it on for a little bit just for the notoriety, just to get the name out there. But uh, uh-huh. I got it, yeah. I got it off because it was it was making waves. And I, I, you know, I would try to tell these comics, well, there's other rooms that you could perform at, and it's not a waste of your night. You should go over right. here. But I, I didn't want to mislead anyone, so I got it off. But I, I talked to yeah, him, and it's not it was pretty night. solid. But people use it a lot. Yep, and around the country they use it. Yeah, I mean, because well, here I was in Manhattan doing it, and you're in San Francisco. Yeah, he's based out of Manhattan. It's it's a tri-state thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's our enemy, here our bad guy, and he's showing up, and he's gonna like get Dude. the detonators kind of thing. Meanwhile, Anthony Michael Hall's in the office trying to figure out this password, and he remembers, oh yeah, we're supposed to have rehearsal. He screwed up again, so. The Russian guy is like, get into mind the person who made password. Get into brain. And he's going to try that and figure it out. See how he's got his hat on like I'm a criminal tonight? Yeah. I don't really like this movie. It's the plot's stupid. It's it's done poorly. It's, you know... Like him talking to himself right now, it's not believable. All the dialogue is not believable. Right. Him doing his own songs in it, like I'm going to be so cool. Even the premise: his name is Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a charmed life. He has a band. He's married to a rich girl with their own little weird universe and father. And not married. Oh no! He oh, right. He wants to marry. Okay, her. wait, wait. Did you see they were carrying out Venus de Milo? Right. Because just to be mean, Annie is going to bury Venus de Milo where, where Samuel L. Jackson was digging for the water company. Are we going to see and him the again? Guys like, <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry I interrupted you. It's yeah, no big no. deal. The Russian guy's like, this is not nice, Annie. This is bad. For her. We're just do it, Vlad. But what were you going to say? Oh, no. I was wondering if Samuel L. Jackson shows up again or did he really quit? Nope. Okay, so Bidwell always calls him Numbnuts. So now he's figured out the password. He puts in Numbnuts. Numbnuts. 
Do you spell it with a with an M or do you just spell it M U M N U T? With a B. Yeah. Oh, you put the B in there. Interesting. He did. I would spell it differently. No nuts. Andy, this is not nice. Wow, the car in the Venus. Venus on the beach. Right. Hey. And, and by the way that Annie was carrying it, there was boob-to-boob contact. I saw that. Yeah, put it by this clam, giant clamshell. Yeah, right. So they bury it where the water company has been digging, and so it's going to get discovered. I'll tell you more about it when the movie Fart Farts. Oh, my God, this movie. I haven't told you about Annie, but it's because she's been in these things I don't... In 95, she was in The Whispering. In 95, she was in Charlie's Ghost Story. In 94, she was in A Million to One. I'd well, overheard I know A Million to One. That's Paul Rodriguez getting a million dollars. Uh-huh. And is the character's name Juan? <laughs> That's right. Okay. It's a good movie. And it's on YouTube, I believe. Should I rent it? If you have an afternoon that you like to spend, <laughs> I would recommend it. Okay. It's up All right, I'll do it. Make sure it's rain, rainier and windier outside before you sit and waste your time. Netflix queue. Netflix queue. Dear well, Netflix, Netflix, please send DVD. me a DVD. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just returned a, a shitload of DVDs back to the library today. I was so proud of myself. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah. See, the thing is, you can't uh, stream a movie if it's just a little bit old, but Netflix has them all, so I do it by DVD. Do they, do, by this point, are you like their only customer doing asking for DVDs? Or are you on like a name to that basis? <laughs> no. There's Carl, it's me, Gary, from uh, the DVD section at Netflix. <laughs> I got your order. <laughs> Thanks, Gare. <laughs> Okay, so now Anthony Michael Hall knows everything. He knows about the plot to blow up the UN. He knows about uh, wow. the arms dealings, and you know he knows about the nitroglycerin. And there's his proof in his hands there. Right. I mean, he literally he has, has proof. I literally have proof. It's in my hand. It's not Look a, at his ridiculous hat, his I'm a criminal hat. It's a black hat, right? Mm-hmm. Even the timer has a black hat. Slurp, slurp. Cognac, cognac by the fire. That is like a sign of affluence. To have a nice cognac by the fire? Mm-hmm. It says two things. I am an amoral businessman or B, I am in a ski lounge. <laughs> okay, so they've literally bumped into each other, and uh, the bad guy knows something that Anthony Michael Hall doesn't know. The place is about to explode. Right. So he wants to get the heck out of here. Give right. him where's my hat. I gotta get going. Uh, excuse me. Do you know where the exit is? Do you mind? I'm trying to leave this building before it explodes. <laughs> oh. At least Johnny B. Good, his name was Johnny and his middle initial was B. And his last name and Good. It was kind of like a play on words, you know. Because if you say Julius loud, Caesar, Johnny B. Good. Yeah, I know. Like hail Caesar. You forgot your hat. That's what's gonna save him. 
Now, the dog is picking up Venus de Milo. When I that guess. timer goes off, that ticket machine is going to print out a ticket. It's like the. Oh, 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 oh. Baby cam deactivated. It's a quartz timer. Boom! Eracers go everywhere. So you lied to me, huh, Larry? You lied about Oh, he came out of there like the Terminator's not dead. Thought you are erased. They call me the eraser. So he's like, arrest this man. So they just blindly arrest the guy. Right he there blew up the, the plants. They cannot even fucking talk. There's a fucking toxic fire behind them, man. Just fucking. He's a terrorist. All right, we're just gonna hang out in this smoke-infested parking lot and get him casually into our car. We're, we're hey, did we, inside. Did we miss Jen Nelson? Uh, no, he's gonna be in the jail. He's, oh, uh, they're going. Oh, so we're gonna. Anthony get... Michael Hall's going to jail now, and we're gonna meet Judd Nelson. This is like that Shakespeare play version, where it's like scene Act Three, Scene Four, Judd Nelson. Here's the jail. Now, Judd Nelson, his character's name is Prisoner One. Well, that's what you do when you do a star-studded cameo for your friend. You just have the most generic name. It is for your friend. He cast all his buddies, you know. So Jen Nelson and him, they were in the Breakfast Club together. I guess that's good enough. Yep. Iconic. You know what my dad gave me for Christmas? Pack of smokes. They were he was also in St. Elmo's Fire. Remember, that really gave him a lot of fame, St. Elmo's Fire. Uh-huh. I can see the world on fire. <clears throat> now, he's always been a comedic actor, but one of his first things was New Jack City, which was certainly not comedic. No, well, Chris Rock was in that movie, too. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm... The Dark Backward is coming in my movie, my click. Oh, good, it's not yeah. here yet. That's worth a watch. I, I think it's... Uh... I have opinions about that movie, but I would definitely recommend I know. watching it. Now he's chanting, Attica! Attica! Metallica! Well, people probably wouldn't get Attica nowadays, right? I mean, Right. Well, what was it? That that was was... A, it was a real-life prison riot, and then it was that scene of people yelling Attica was in a movie, and that became right. a pop culture reference. Right. So as a joke, you yell Attica during anything that might seem to blow up. Anything in the jail, right? You do yeah. at, You do the Attica joke. Well, you, yeah, right. When I visit prisons, I yell Attica. And then I yell, <laughs> you, fuck you. You'll never get out of prison. They fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> you used to get such a big laugh, but now it's such an outdated reference. Right. Perhaps we could have dinner together? Get our minds off this cruel blow that's been dealt to us. Oh, now, this is another non-believable real life. People just wouldn't act like this in real life. Did you ever see the uh, Larry Sanders show where there was an executive who kept making changes during the first season? And uh, he realizes that he's, he's trying to become an executive producer and take over and he fires him. And Larry uh -huh. Sanders at the end says, you know what? I also hate your voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's like half the actors in this movie. I hate the way you sound because he has this very like affected way of he, he would talk. Just check it out. Now we're getting the typical. I'm scared because I'm in a tough place. I'm in a prison. I'm not L.A. Tough. prison. 
There's all my LA prison trips. Oh, there's there's some. Judd, dark you backwards. What's that in your back? Blew up the Bidwell factory. Forget about the factory. That's small potatoes. Back in '63, Dallas, Grassy Knoll. He killed. You killed Kennedy. Kennedy. Hey, look, first of all, the guys in the company don't use words like kill. Okay, Junior. Terminate. Uh, sorry. It's so funny, he's doing a stereotypical accent. It's more lazy writing. Well, also the JFK conspiracy, too, can kiss my ass. Yeah. I roll my eyes, man, anytime it brings up... No, are there still JFK conspiracists? Are they gone, too? There has to be, there has, there has to, to be. The internet must be pushing some shit. One time I went to Dallas, and I walked to where the site was, you know, the grassy knoll and such. Right. And as soon as I turned the corner and I was on that block, I knew everything from the documentaries. I had it was like I had been there before and it was just downloaded the software in my brain. That's crazy. You, did you intentionally go to there because you knew there's a Yeah. 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 And so I could see the book depository and where the window was and I could see where the brooder stood and I knew what they meant about a grassy knoll and I went to the gates behind it. I had like it was as if they had downloaded software of the place in my brain. That's. It was a weird experience. You know, I always figured like they would have like paved that grassy knoll by now and like put in like a peace park or some shit. You know, like. Uh, yeah, even right away, like try to erase it as a, uh, a place yeah. where people. Of course, then the conspirators would go. See, they want us to not yeah. know some evidence. They destroyed the grassy but, knoll. I really believe that uh, uh, um, what's his, Oswald was a very little person, and he had always wanted to be a big person. And then he found out the president was going by him, and this was his chance. Remember, because he, he was off to Russia. He went to Cuba. Right. This was his chance to do something that would revolutionary make a big mark. You know, it was, I, I do believe that it was his... Uh, uh, his chance, his shot. What a coincidence that he happened to work there. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like he was, he was trying to do something that hasn't been done in a while. What? <laughs> no, he was like a little person. Right. And he was going to be in the presence of, and he was like, oh, "This is my," you know, because he was, I don't know, crazy, but. You know, we should put in a full disclosure and let let people know that Lee Harvey Oswald is your grandfather. <laughs> Okay, so he's just oh, been no, no. bailed out by the dog, Annie. Oh, there's so really this is his love interest. You could tell because of he's petting it. So nineties look. You know how like uh, muted everything is behind them, and they're kind of off centered. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, it's the stylistic mark of the the decade. Yeah. So we're at the end of the game. I'm uh, pretending I don't understand. It's just people don't talk this way. Warren Bidwell. I've got proof, but no one in there will listen to me. God, poor Buffer. Dad's a hood. It's going to break her heart. As if he's just thinking of it right now. It's such a script, and it's uh, he did a very bad job with this film. You okay, know, I, so now the movie's going to wrap up, okay. all right? Now, we're going to meet the guy who was in the bachelor party as the pimp, remember? And he goes, if you don't pay me, I'm going to send, you know, and then he had that big guy. 
And now because they haven't paid him at the end of the movie, they're going to do it. Okay, you see how he's, he's Dr. Something with my stereotypical bow tie. The water company was digging up their yard and they found a Venus de Milo. The Venus de Milo from ancient Rome and blah, blah, blah. While excavating the property, Toledo News. I know this guy. We made Yeah, he was in Bachelor Party as the pimp. That's right, yeah. No, he's the one who's like, uh, she, he's peeing, she's peeing standing up. He couldn't wait to get the prize. Yeah, right. He dealt with the the pimp. Right. From the fall of the Roman Empire, none were thought to exist. He's like my favorite actor. Yeah, of the whole film, except for Cato. And he is going to, you know, he's basically telling Julius Caesar that you're going to be a millionaire. But this is the Venus so de Milo. So they that buried was the Venus de Milo. He got discovered, and now you're a mil- you're going to be a millionaire. Send the money go to Samuel L. Jackson for discovering it. I think so. And now the dad is like, I like you. You're my son. Like, I want you to marry my daughter. And now he's exposing them. This guy and this guy. I got all the evidence. Now they're getting arrested. Gun. Oh, no. That was a gun for the first act. Uh, here comes the cops. Daddy, what should I do? See, people thought Anthony Michael Hall couldn't get arrested in Hollywood. They were wrong. <laughs> no, he wasn't arrested. <laughs> now we're going to have the moment which he's offered a sure thing. Like, okay, if you have all this money, that means you won the bet. I'm yours. And then he's like... I don't see the dejected girlfriend who just bailed him out of jail. You're gonna be a millionaire. See his eyes. I'm acting. Oh yeah. You win the bet. I'm yours. You are? I'm Uh, yours. Turned his way. I love you. I'm trying to. uh, I'm trying to see if a movie exists on YouTube while we talk. I just thought of a movie. I know you do. Sorry, Buffalo, but, uh... So it's the big wrap-up, and he decides, I don't want you. And he what? runs over to Annie, and she's like, why don't you ask your girlfriend? And he's like, I thought I was. Oh, you mean I'm your new girlfriend? Oh. You know, I lost my guitar at the factory. Let's see, I guess. Who's singing? Is that his band still? Well, why don't you ask your girlfriend? Yeah, I thought I was. You and me. I thought I was. And this smile. It registered. She betrays her her feelings. Just you and me. Corey Feldman had his own uh, rock band. That sounds right. And he, it was like he had a song called Young Lolita. Mm-hmm. She, no, she was a teenage Lolita, which I guess means like a little older than the book. But uh, he, he uh, had a band, so he would have produced his own movie where he would have played. Oh, Ariel, yeah, last that guy. Robert Downey. Robert Downey. Hey, it's, it's me, the last Terry. scene. Remember me? Guess Time what, for comeuppance. I made it. Made what? 
I'm an agent! <laughs> you, in the statue, in my office. It's a lease, baby! Huh. It's the least uh, I can do! It's the least I can do! I'm an agent! I'm an agent! Fun. Where was where was uh, Robert Downey Jr. in his life back in 1984? Was he on top of the world at that point, or was he in the bottom of the barrel? 94, 94. Um, let's see here. He, Charlie Chaplin was probably like a highlight. Well, he had done Weird Science in 85 and Johnny B. Good with Anthony Michael Hall in 88. He had been in Saturday Night Live in 85. I don't think he was burning. You know, I don't find a lot of 90s films at around this time but uh i doubt uh he was like um uh down and out you know what i mean um right he was going to remain a star i mean he had some drug problems with i think that came oh. a lot later oh i got gotcha. we did it and now we are treated by a live performance yeah. of hail caesar as the credits roll Uh, this is a different song. Um, I don't think he had a song actually called. It's called um, "What What You Feel," and "You" is capital letter U. What Ooh, you very Princeian. Very Princeian. That's me on the finger snaps. Uh huh. That's a good job. Well, I'm having a seizure. <laughs> yeah. Is he like he's like cool jazz? Maybe just this one song. He's I like studio musician, musician, yeah, musician. You know what I mean? Like it's just overproduced. It's like adult, yeah. contemporary, light jazz. Well, all of his songs that he plays come from somewhere else, mostly blues. You know, so he's yeah. just sort of doing other. I really believe he probably thought in his head, "This is it. I'm gonna I'm gonna become a director. I'm gonna be known as a pop star, and I'm gonna be a movie star." Yeah, I mean, he probably pulled his talents. You know, we, we like him as an actor, and uh, he directed this movie. I like him humble. I like him humble. I like him in Pirates of Silicon Valley, playing small, yeah. being respectful. I like him in that commercial for AT and T. You like him acting, is what you're saying. Yeah, I like him just being, I mean, don't be the cool guy. Bill Murray already did that. I mean. All right. Well, I hope he listens because uh, I agree. We have no choice now. So what's the trailer? What's our movie? All right. Well, let me see if. uh... Hang on a sec. No, if you just don't have one, it's okay. No, I, I just picked one. I remembered that uh, this being a vanity project as it was. I remember that John Cryer yeah. had like made his own movie called The Pompatus of Love, which I guess is based on an old pop song. And that's P-O-M-P-A-T-U-S, The Pompatus of Love. And I do see there's a full version of it. I can't confirm if it's a bootleg or not because it's asking me for my age. But it's from 1996. Let me play the trailer to the pompous of love. And if it's not worth it, then we'll skip it. Because, uh, but I, I think it's, this is a film I was always wanted to see. So, oh wait, we still got more Hail Caesar. 
I think Sting retired from music after listening to Hail Caesar. He's like, yeah, it's been done. I, I, I don't see where I'll. What have I wrought? I, in. I blame what myself for this music. When you do the trailer countdown, okay? All right. Well, we got still, we still got some more of uh, Brian Ferry here. <laughs> Look at that. He's all curling him up. This is gross. This is every song ever written for me. Wow. Oh, uh, I hope I don't get sued for playing the music of Mr. Anthony and Michael Hall. Here we go. Crazy World. Performed by Anthony so Michael wild. Hall. Written by A.M. Hall and, and co-produced by Hall. Looking for the heart. Performed by Hall, co-written by Hall, <laughs> not produced by Hall. Love is performed by that Hall, co-written by Hall, I remember by I Hall. had an exam in college in Michael Anthony Hall. What You Feel, performed by Hall, produced by Hall, co-written by Hall, Dance For Me, written and performed Hall, co-produced Hall. At this two was blues. done the hallway. Now, now here's the, and other music. The producers like to thank the Make-A-Wish Foundation. They're wishing this film never was made. Hey! You're so great! As extras, we love being here. Ooh, thank you for the $50 and lunch. <laughs> talk, you said you'll talk to Judd Hurst for us? <laughs> Here's my card. This has been a Showtime production. And now Showtime presents Titty Movie. A movie with titties. This has been a Showtime without titties movie. <laughs> we, we make movies right, that don't have titties. During the day, it's PG. Right. This has been a daytime Showtime production. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hail Caesar. Carl, what'd you think? I thought it was terrible. I thought it was good for your show. Lots to talk about. It was very painful to watch. I agree. I think it goes the extra mile as a as a uh, a film that a celebrity makes that uh, actor directs because he also included his music, and it also has like a breakout Samuel L. Jackson and some weird like I don't know it was a, it was an odd movie, but I, yeah, I, I still respect everybody involved. I just uh, it was well cast. Yeah, very uh, curio. So our next and movie, let's let's check out this trailer, and uh, it, it doesn't seem interesting enough. I'll have a different movie, but we're gonna go with the Pompidus of Love from 1996, Video Detective, and I'm gonna hit pause. I hit pause. Let's watch the trailer in three, two, one. Oh, there we go. BM. Now there's a Steve Miller song. I want to be completely honest with you. You won't believe what happened. I didn't even know you called. Driving around lost. And there I was. Running around like a chicken with my, you know... Head. I don't know. Don't you think it's going too fast? That's not what I said. Didn't you get my message? Wow. Is that the time? I just wish people could be more... You know, people are too... I don't know. I'd like to find somebody... Like, authentic. Honest. Honest. Real. I'm so sick of games. Aren't you? So what do you say I come over in about a half an hour, huh? I'll bring some champagne, some truffles. We can celebrate your graduation. I know you don't graduate till May. Next, next May. But uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind. I mean, well, I'd really like to. Uh, is that Ducky? Sleep with you. It is. Ducky wrote this movie. Who is this? Oh. What? Or co-wrote it or something. Catherine, it's Runyon. 
there? It's not just a slacker pick movie. Up, it has up, Ducky, pick too. Pick up. Pick up. Pick up. Pick up. You there? That Anthony... Hmm. What's the problem? I hate you taking this shit tomorrow, with my pants up on the toilet. To... I normally take my pants down. Have a look at my fixed... Well, this is great. Yeah, I love all the uh, the exposed brick. <laughs> I, mean, I am caught in this electromagnetic thing, which is unnerving me and making me say incredibly serious and meaningless. And I should add, giving me a chub that would make a strong man limp. <laughs> a what? It might be... Record scratch. People down there are spooky. They wear big black shoes and speak French for no reason. There's nothing to do up there. Dad Runyon's flying to L.A., so we figured we'd, you know. Uh, he's not going to call Catherine, is he? Who the hell knows what he's gonna do? You can play the wild tricks. Oh, we're, we're watching this movie. I have no fucking idea what's going on. Guy this movie looks on like a beach. terrible. Josh. Did they forget to put the music in this movie trailer? Yeah, right. I I didn't even realize. That I think it's the. It's named after a Steve Miller song, but there's no music the in the, the trailer. Doors of Love. In, in a song. No, I don't think Steve Miller was writing an homage to Elvis impersonators. So what do you think it is? You know, it, it, it could be the, the impetus of love. The impotence of love? No, the impetus. You know, what, what makes it go forward, the, the impulse, you know? Because I speak of the pom-poms of love. It's definitely not pom-poms. <laughs> the prophet S of love? I've never had that conversation before in my life. Well, that's the movie we're watching next week. He made it up. Yeah, the pompous of love, not the Steve Miller song, the 1996 John Cryer movie uh, about a bunch of young slacker generation Xers talking about love, love. Oh, Carl, I would love to know where you're playing. Uh, where can people catch in? Where can people find out more about you? Uh, uh, they can find out more about me at carlsucks.com or carl.sucks. And uh, I don't know, I'll be hosting Scotty's on a Friday, Saturday. I think it's November 2930. Because, nice. of course, Thanksgiving weekend. Sure, go ahead. You can have it. <laughs> don't get and, bitter. Uh, don't get bitter. Those are the best <laughs> slots. This is the best time I get booked is like a Christmas week and uh, Thanksgiving week. I love it. The only other thing I'm excited about is I'll be on this like radio competition for New Jersey 101.5, and it's like on a Monday night, and it's really a bringer show. But if I win, then I can have something on my resume finally. Well, yeah, That's what hey, I'm doing. yeah, because those competitions they really are a, a, a measuring <laughs> stick of your career. <laughs> And they serve beer, and it's open to the public. Uh, I'm, I'm hosting Kavigas Ocean Beach Deli today, uh, October 27th, 2019. That is a comedy show in a deli by the ocean uh, where Playland by the Beach used to be here in San Francisco, and that is happening at 5.30. I'm going to let the wind push me over there, and if you're out there in the Bay yeah. Area, uh, be safe uh, during this fire season. Let's uh, hope for the best and uh, hope for the best for next week as we watch Pompamus of Love. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Just look for L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's what we, our name goes by. And we're so glad we watched the full length movie on YouTube. Don't you feel better watching that movie? How many times did you watch this movie before today's show? Uh, I watched it two times before today's show. I really couldn't squeeze in more. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm yeah. shocked. Well, thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this week's movie. We'll see it next week, and we'll see you guys next week. Um, let's watch Thanks, the Mike. movie on YouTube. Thank you, sir. Bye. Bye. Let's 
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. (laughs) 
subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics. Wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. Get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me. What you think about your situation, complication, aggravation, is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. And we're gonna make your and we're gonna make your cummy fantasy come true so just give us like i would say two minutes if that <laughs> all right i'm looking forward to my fantasies coming to life do we have do we have a uh, background music that we can play and, uh, gonna... by the way we're all kind of high right now yeah oh shit <laughs> we're, we're all like a little high so things are like not moving as quickly as they usually are <laughs> all right all right we're gonna try this we're gonna attempt this one sec all right Give it to me, Fred.